When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Jesse May back from the E. coli death. I am here. Sharp Tongue Podcast in your ear. Shout out to Akuna Supply, my amazing weed stash suppliers. They make my stash boxes, my stash jars, my grinders, my rolling trays. I mean, you don't have to put weed on it. You could put jewelry on the tray. You could put sand in the jars. Even if you're not a marijuana consumer, you can enjoy my products. A portion of the sales go back towards Alzheimer's Association. From my end and Hakuna Supply, I partner with them specifically because they also give back to charities, World Wildlife Foundation, and a foundation to help homeless veterans of Southern California. If you go to hakunasupply.com forward slash Jesse May and use code Jesse May CBD, you get 15% off your entire purchase. So you're giving back by buying yourself a little gift or maybe buy somebody else a gift. Life is short. You should be paying it forward in the form of marijuana accessories. <laughs> Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. I talk about my dog sometimes. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. This is your girl, Jessie May. Peluso in your ear with that Syracuse twang, keeping it nasal and keeping it correct. Happy Sharp Tongue Tuesday. I'm happy you're here. I'm happy I'm here. I'm happy I'm alive. Breathing air, drinking water, eating the fruits, smoking the weeds. You guys know I keep it 100. I am uh, playing catch with Carlin right now in the house. I know it sounds like it's something you shouldn't do, but he's being very needy. He's being very needy because he has yet again managed to climb on my fucking counters and eat everything. So far this week, let's see, what have you eaten, Carlin? He ate an entire bag of bones, a whole bag of bones, probably about 20 bones in a single sitting, six kiwis. We'll see how that chart situation is going to be. He also ate a bag of gum. A whole bag of gum. How is he getting this stuff? You're like, you're an irresponsible dog owner. A, rude. B, good point. C, he has very dexterous, dexterous, dexterous. (laughs) He can grab shit. (laughs) Okay. He can grab things with his paws and it's, 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 it's disarming. The second I leave, he, he grabs, he gets up on the counter 
and just grabs things dexterously. Thank you very much. And it, it, it's just an ongoing battle. One time I came back and he had eaten an entire bag of weed. Not weed, edibles. Chocolate. <gasps> I hid the chocolate, I'll have you know, in my bedroom. He opened the door. In the interim of me being gone, he managed to open my bedroom door. I know this all sounds like lies. It sounds like <laughs> complete lies. <laughs> but I swear it's not. He opened the bedroom door. He got into the suitcase that I had hid the edibles in, ate all the edibles, all the weed. He ate all the weed. And I don't even know what the milligrams were because it was a handful of weed that some comedian gave to me after a show. She goes, my friend makes weed. That, that's the type of edibles you should never eat. The I don't know what's in this weed, weed. You know, where they're just like, I baked brownies. I got high and baked brownies. I don't know. I have no idea how many milligrams are in there. Nope. Nope. How about a hard pass on that? I don't need to feel what it felt like to be born. That's what edibles, this is what I think. Edible's slogan should be, we're going to bring you back to the womb in three, two, one. <laughs> it's just asinine. So I come home and he is zoots magoots. He is zooted out on the floor in the living room. One ear's pointing down. The other one is hailing Hitler. <laughs> and he is spooked. He is zoot zoots magoots out the dough. He couldn't handle it. Every noise freaked him out. He looked like he was re- reliving all of the terrible moments he had before I adopted him. And I was like, buddy, I've been there. I've been there, bro. I know what it feels like <laughs> to OD on edibles. Oh, you can't overdose on weed. Yeah, you can. Everyone who's called the police on themselves has, you know, that moment where you're like, take me to the ER. Take me to the emergency room. The, we all have that moment when you get, we all have that moment. Let me not project my, my extracurricular activity results on you guys. But if you do partake in the marijuana life and have enjoyed an edible or two, there are those moments where you can, you know, you kind of have a little too much and you're like, I am dying. Take me to the emergency room immediately. I need to speak to a, I need to speak to the head cardiologist immediately. My heart is beating like a goddamn hummingbird, and I just saw my mom the day she was born. So someone needs to take me to the goddamn hospital. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a long road once you're on that ride, and he just had to ride it. He was high for probably about 12 hours. He slept out in the patio, just kept looking over his shoulder like uh, things were being whispered to him, <laughs> and they were probably in his mind. He probably was being told secrets by all of the palm trees in the in the courtyard out here, but he survived. You know, it can be very dangerous. Chocolate is dangerous for your dogs. Dark chocolate. It's the caffeine. It's the caffeine in the cocoa beans. It's the caffeine in the coffee. All that stuff is what's dangerous for your dogs. Weed? Well, you know, I don't I don't condone giving your dog marijuana. Maybe a little microdose. You know, a teeny teensy teensy amount. You know, can it kill him? Maybe. I don't know. I didn't go to vet school. I know the amount of money I've spent in veterinarians. I could have half a degree by now by the expense that I have burdened myself with by walking into shelters and not being able to walk out without four more legs. Every single time I've been in a shelter 
three times, maybe four times. And I have three dogs right now. I've had about seven dogs in my own individual lifetime. And so I think it's about time that I just settle down and get a farm (laughs) and just accept the fact that I'm going to have alpaca one day put peeking their head through my kitchen window. And I'm fine with that. That's a, that's a sign of success for me. Speaking of success, this week is a fun, fun freaking podcast. Really fun times. Thank you guys for tuning in every week. Thank you for your support. If you could rate and review us on the iTunes page, that would be so much appreciated. It helps out the pod. Also, if you want to see me live, I've got some dates coming up, y'all. I'm going to be in Tennessee at a college near you. In Tennessee, I'm going to be at MTSU on April 15th. Is that tax day? I believe it is. I don't know when tax day is. I'm just going to hide under my sheets until it passes. I am going to be at Rhode Island Comedy Connection April 19th and 20th for the 420 celebration. Come see me. I'm going to have all of my dope merch available. Each uh, a portion of everything that I sell will go towards Alzheimer's Association. So come out. Ticket sales go towards Alzheimer's Association. Merch sales go towards Alzheimer's Association. That's a 420 extravaganza, the 19th and 20th in Rhode Island at the Comedy Connection. I also am going to be in uh, the Saratoga Winery in Saratoga, New York, May 4th. And coming up in June 7th, 8th, and 9th, I'm going to be at the Albany Funny Bone. Come check that out. Coming up in July 25th to the 27th, I'll be at the Wise Guys in Utah and a whole bunch of other dates that'll be on my website, jessiemay.com for tickets, y'all. Ticket sales, merch sales, a portion of all of which will go towards Alzheimer's Association, the terrible disease that took my dad way too early, you fucker. I thought I would have like at least five more years of day drinking with that son of a bitch. Now I'm just going to have to do it alone and talk into the wind like I'm a crazy person. Side note, next time you see a person talking out loud, they might not be crazy talking themselves. Maybe they're just speaking to a loved one they really miss. So on that really sad note, coming up on this episode (laughs) of the Sharp Tongue Podcast, I sit down for the first time with a very funny coworker of mine who was so nice to refer me to the Kid Rock Cruise, The Reason. I burned my ass on the Kid Rock Cruise. Comedian, hilarious dude, all around great, great guy, until, you know, somebody says otherwise. The comedian, Mr. Chris Porter. What up, Jesse? How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Uh, We're wonderful. We were talking about how you just filled a stadium. I did. With 150. (laughs) I said I was working Ridley. You thought I said Wrigley. (laughs) I was like, whoa, bro. Yeah, man. Just doing stadiums now. But you never know. Like, it happens like that where you're like, you know, six people in a bar and then thousands of people in an arena. For sure. You know, I mean, look at Russell Peters. I know. He goes across the pond and it's stadiums and then he can't fill a funny bone in ohio it's strange yeah and then like i was thinking because literally a couple nights ago i was asking you what day it was it's monday it is a couple nights ago it is still 
I was at um, a Lemon Haze Festival at the Showwear Center in Kent, Washington. Is that a festival just for one strain of weed? It's just for a lemon. It's just a single lemon. No, no, oh. it's, it's 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 a weed and uh, comedy festival. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so they put on this Uncanny Fest show within the Lemon Haze Festival. It was Hannibal Barres, uh, Jeff Dye, and Jubal Fresh. I don't know if you know those fellas. Yes. Uh, and there were like... 3,000 people, and it had been a minute for me. Okay. And I was just thinking about that adjustment, you know, yeah. like a room of six people versus thousands. Like, there's yeah. an adjustment there. Oh, you got to slow down. Right? Yeah, you got to give them a minute. You got you to give them a minute. Well, literally, the sound has to travel a lot for, like, I mean, it, that's literally what it is. Yeah. You have to give it a second to get all the way to the back of the room. That's science. It's crazy. It is weird. And then hearing yourself reverb, like, depending on where you go on the stage where the speakers are. Yeah. It's almost like time traveling. For- <laughs> <laughs> well, and the festivals are one thing because you can see them. But, like, when you do theaters, like, I used to open for McHale and do, like, these 3,000 seaters. And you can't see anybody. Yeah. And so how do you – do you adjust your set? For sure. It's just, like, you just – it's really like screaming your jokes into a black abyss <laughs> and just waiting for the ripples to stop. <laughs> like so I, poetic. I'm like, here's this joke. <laughs> ah, all right, now here's the next joke. Yeah. But the silence in those rooms are so, <laughs> yeah. so much more deafening. Sure. Holy hell. What a joke takes. You're like, oh. Oh, I literally heard the words bounce off the back of the room. Yeah, I heard someone drop an eyelash. <laughs> I can hear someone yelping. <laughs> I can hear them saying, fuck this guy, one star. Was that? Yep, that was an ant queef. I definitely heard an ant queef. <laughs> Teeny vaginas. <laughs> Man, you guys need to fumigate. <laughs> I actually thought about you on the way over here because, uh, I think because of you, I did the Kid Rock Cruise. It was oh, okay. one of a few people had recommended me. Yeah. For Bob. For Bobby. Which is so strange. It's a lot better than calling him Kid Rock. I don't know. I think Kid Rock is kind of cool. And I went. I was like, "What's up, kid?" He's like, "Call me Bobby." I'm like, "I'm so confused." <laughs> but all right. No, see, I was the exact opposite. I was like, "Hey, how are you?" He's like, "Just call me Bobby." I was like, "Thank God." I know, kid, I, Mr. Kid Rock. Yeah. Hey, kid. Hey, Rock. Kid Rock. Crock. <laughs> cock. Let's shit. go with Bobby. <laughs> fucking. Shit. <laughs> they love you. Oh, they're well, they're great people. They are. They're so fun. They're just nice. And that's the thing is like, he, he is who he is politically. Yeah. And like, I'm kind of like, he's a lot like my family in that matter. Yeah. Where you're just like, we just can't talk about that shit. Yeah, you just can't talk about it. Yeah. Now, granted, not my uncle's not playing golf with Trump and putting it on Instagram. So I don't have to deal with that. Right. It's a totally different situation. Yeah. But with Bobby, we don't, you know, we just hang out and have a good time. Yeah. And it's just fun. He's... Honestly, like, I'd always loved his music, obviously. Like, the yeah. 90s and 2000s <laughs> sure. were my jam. Yeah. And uh, doing the Kid Rock Cruise, I didn't know what to expect. You know, like, I was like, these people, it's going to be wild. I'm, I might lose pants. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you know. Well, when they offered it to me, I was like, because I had done a carnival cruise and literally Oof. sent an email to my agent going, hey, I'll never do this again. And if I ever... <laughs> If I ever get so broke that I'm thinking about doing a cruise, please send me this email. Why was it so bad on the Carnival cruise? Because uh, Carnival doesn't treat you incredibly well. They no, put shocker. You, they put you in crew quarters, so you're below what? the waterline. Yeah. 
So you're in a pitch black room. And then when they have their- I'm in shock. I'm like, a pitch black room? That's a girl's nightmare. Oh, and then they, they run drills, but they don't know you're not part of the drill. So they come banging on your door and you have to open it like, dude, I'm a comic. And they're like, oh, sorry. Was but this you... a carnival cruise or like the Marines? Both. Yeah. What, what drills? Dude, I, the first time it happened, I just, I'm just following people out. <laughs> and <laughs> Were you like in your underwear or something? I put on pants. <laughs> But I was because they were like, it's a drill. I was like, then I got time for pants. <laughs> so I get up and like I'd made friends with some of the crew and like they were like, why are you here? And I was like, they banged on my door. I just started following people. <laughs> and they're like, you don't have to be here. So then I have to like be like the fish swimming upstream against, against everyone. You don't need to be here. You don't need to learn how to survive. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You don't, you're, you don't need that. No, no, no. Someone will come get you. Yeah, yeah you'll be fine. Your, but, your dick will be out and you'll be clueless <laughs> as where to go. You're totally going to survive. So, yeah. So it was just lame and I didn't really dig it. And so, but then when they offered me the Kid Rock Cruise, I was just like, well, even if I hate it, I can write an article about the spectacle of, that yeah. is this shit. Yeah. But the moment I stepped on, I was like, I love all these people. Yes. And I will never tell anyone about, well, I mean, I do, I do talk about it all the time. Right. But it's. It is insane. Like the joke I made on the boat was like, I never wanted to know what my aunt's boobs look like, but now I have a really good idea. Cause it's just like, I don't know if they were there when you were there, but there were like these 50 year old women oh, yeah. that were like 220 easy. Easy. And then wearing belly tattoos. Wearing the foam coasters as yeah. pasties. Yeah, if oh. you're lucky. <laughs> I got those like weird little, you know, sugared pineapple rounds that they put on dishes. So the no. nipple could poke through. Oh, come yeah. on. Yeah, it was like a garnish from a Denny's <laughs> on, Aunt, on Aunt Patty's tots. <laughs> <laughs> there goes that horn. I got a horn laugh, Is man. Is that a tot apple? <laughs> <laughs> oh. So many boobs. So many. Like, I honestly think the entire, like, when we left out of Miami. Yeah. And I know for sure that that ship kept all of the tattoo parlors in business uh, for sure. in that surrounding area. Well, the night I got, I got on the afternoon of the first day and yeah. they had already done like a pre-party. Oh yeah, they start early. Yeah, where they take the boat out in international water and just get <laughs> hammered and bring it right back. <laughs> I didn't know they did that. Dude, I got on at three o'clock in the afternoon and they're already dragging people off the just hammer just by day four these people had third degree sunburns like they were a red i'd never seen in my entire life i'm gonna pee my pants and they were still out there tanning i'm like you're done they were they were all so burnt they really were it looked like it looked like a museum of of like (laughs) tattoos by like the it was like the house of a thousand corpses. It looked like a skin cancer symposium. It was like, here's how you get it. Oh, I it was is astounded. Delight. It is. It is. But they're so fun. His fans are the nicest group of Trump supporters I've ever met in my life. And they're insane. They're insane. But they're, it's, it's all fun. Exactly. Like, I didn't see one fist fight. I don't, I don't know if think you, you did. I didn't either. I mean, I'm sure it got close I'm a sure couple of times. I'm sure it got close, times. but like for five days on a ship with Kid Rock fans. Yeah. You'd think. Drinking that much liquor. Yeah. You'd think there'd be like, you know, a Robert Wagner situation <laughs> where a couple bitches go flying over the edge. Well, my favorite part is there's like 
maybe 2,500 guests on the boat. So that's like the smallest, that's the most intimate kid rock show there is. Oh, right, really. right. And there's still, I don't know about the year you were there, but the year <laughs> I was there, people still took their beds from their cabins, drug them upstairs, the mattress, and set it in front of the stage the night before the Kid Rock show so that they were front row for Kid Rock. Meanwhile, the people that showed up an hour before the show were three feet behind them. (laughs) (laughs) But they were like, they're like, no, I'm going to be front row. That's just a planner. That's just somebody who plans. Dude, they're out there sleeping. And I get it. It's It's under the stars, though, dude. I get it. But also, you paid for a cabin. Yeah. Go fuck your wife. Can you imagine dragging your mattress through? (laughs) And then realizing you're not the only one and that you have to hurry. (laughs) in a sunburn just sweating Coors Light (laughs) it was magical like the one thing that I loved is there was so much stuff going on all the time all the time they had activities it was like it was like a convention for ADHD it was like you know (laughs) do you want a moment to relax you can't go over here do you want to get a face tattoo we can paint your face we can tattoo your face we can paint your taint we have taint paint we have taint (laughs) taint painting on the front deck dude did my favorite was the Bobby Q and A? I didn't know we had that. Oh yeah, there was like, and like everyone shows up. It's packed. He just sits on a stage, and these people ask him questions. And I was hanging out with Lee, Bobby's manager at the time, and I was like, "Why are they?" Re-? I go, "Aren't they their questions?" And he was like, "Yeah." I'd like, why are you, why are you sh- giving them a piece of paper with their own question on it? Yeah. And then I really, he goes, watch. And they got up there and this dude was shaking so bad. He was so nervous. He was like, if we don't give them their question, they forget it. Oh my God. They don't even remember what they want to so ask him. so freaked out. Yeah. That's wild. And they're 30 feet from him. They're nowhere close to him. And they're just still like, uh, uh, Bobby, uh, what's it like being a grandparent at 45? <laughs> Can you imagine like that is an interesting thing to like be so blown away by another person that you 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 literally are shaking in your boots but like the one thing about him another thing i was surprised about that i didn't know is how diverse of a performer he is he is so so talented for sure first of all yeah i mean the dude can play guitar he can dj he knows how to like build a set like as far as like the arc of his show yes the songs the song shoot like the way he he lays it out i was like damn no wonder he's like a you know, a, an extremely successful performer. And it's been pretty much, it's pretty much the same set list every time, yeah. except he'll throw in some new songs, maybe take a song right. out here and there. And I've talked to his fans. He's like, man, it's kind of the same show every year, but fuck, I love it. They do. And we always used to make, the people in his circle used to kind of make fun of him for doing the thing that where he runs around and does all the things. Yeah. They're just like, just pl- fucking play the Yeah, game. but if he, if he likes it, too. Dude, it. his fans are like, that's my favorite part. Yeah. Here's how cool Bobby is. We were up, you know, they have that like private area that we all hang out in. Well, one night we're all up there and this dude, we're all telling stories and this guy starts telling a story and Bobby goes, wait, who are, why are you here? Who do you know? And the guy got real nervous and he goes, man, I was in the, I was in the elevator when you all got on. (laughs) So I just kind of came with you and he goes, oh, that's cool. Anyway, go ahead. What were you saying? (laughs) And I was like, you are the coolest dude on the planet. 
He was just like, oh, you got up here? You win. Congrats. See, it's so different being like a male performer because if that was me, I'd be like, oh, I'm dying. He's going to yeah. be wearing my skin tonight. <laughs> sure. My skin is going to be a tapestry up against this this bed. <laughs> it's going to be over the bed. <laughs> it's so different. Oh, tapestry I, skin. Tapestry skins. That should be like the Fleetwood Mac tour. Oh, like the for title. Sure. That tapestry would, skins. That would be the guy that got fired. <laughs> That'd be his thing. And it's just all their skins behind him. I'm coming for you, Stevie. Do you like horror movies? No, not, wow. not really. Because that was pretty dark and deep. Well, it's early. Yeah. My coffee's still in. <laughs> still working in the veins. Yeah, that was fun, though. That cruise was a lot of fucking fun. I got burnt just going. We were in, uh, I think, Bahamas or Barbados was our stop. I don't understand geography. We were in a place with an island and people sold me $45 coconuts, wherever that is. There you go. Uh, and I laid out for like two hours. I got so burnt, oh, like yeah. beyond burnt. I was so burnt that when I took my clothes off, my bikini, I, I, it looked like I still had it on. <laughs> and then my man, who I attempted to put SPF on, like the spray kind, Yeah. I just sprayed it. And didn't rub it in. So there's just like a streak. Yeah, it just looks like like someone like like. <laughs> He's got a racing stripe, basically. Some budget graffiti artist tagged his chest, and it's just my pure white ass in his tagged chest. Like some new crip just got up on the side of the wall. Was like, well, let me just tag this. It never fails when I put the lotion on. I always forget like right here, so I have this like burn diamond. Like right here every time. They're at Coachella this year. <laughs> you should go. <laughs> the burnt diamond. Oh, uh, I saw them. <laughs> Disappointing. Disappointing. Have you ever been to Coachella? No, that's literally my worst nightmare. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Like the thought of just not having plumbing gives me the shirts. Yeah. Like, and I'm also to a point, like, I don't know, through age and just have knowing enough people that I... <laughs> I don't go to shit like that unless I've got like access. Like, right. unless, I want unless, some VIP for shit. For sure. Like, if you call me and like, we're going to go sit in the lawn, I'm going to be like, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> sit in a lawn? Yeah. What am I, a Labrador? <laughs> it better be someone like that's got, that's like Stevie Wonder shit. Yeah. And it better be like the softest grass. It be <laughs> yeah. That grass better be like really soft. Like, they just gave the lawn a massage. Yeah. A, a lawn massage and it was sprayed with smart water. It doesn't even get tap water. <laughs> right. It better be luxurious. Yeah, and Stevie better come out and say yes, what's up. hundred percent. But otherwise, no, I want a laminate, <laughs> and I want to. I want to go place where no nobody else can yes. go. I and I don't want to pull important. out one dollar. No. Only to tip. For sure. I'm not paying for nothing, and I want free shit. Also, what do you mean I don't have a waitress? <laughs> There's the horn again. <laughs> I've got this laugh. <laughs> that is just incessant and won't go away. I want a personal waitress. And she better be from a far off land. It, it's to the point now where I'm at a, especially at baseball games, I have to sit in the sections that got has service. And, it, you know, I don't think that's an entitled thing because I feel the same way. I think it just comes from especially what we do for our careers, traveling around and just having so many other aspects to the career to just get to a place yeah. where you're just fucking tired. Exactly. You're just fucking tired. What do you mean? I got to sit here and then I got to get up and go get? No. No. No, I drove here. I drove here. If I have to wait in a line, I'm out. For sure. I don't even want people to wait in line for my funeral. Like, just come straight up. 
Yeah. I just <laughs> just group around the just shit, group. say goodbye and leave. Like your casket's like a baggage claim <laughs> carousel. I'm on a conveyor belt like a, like a salmon dish in Japan. You know what? They could just cremate you and they just pass the ashes around. They can just pass hold it. the ash. <laughs> Everyone gets a little scoop, put it in your coffee, drink me. Or, you know what it is? It's an urn slash roach clip and you just hit it and you just pass it. Dude. Done and done. Mind blown. And then if you need to ash it, you just take the top off, a little ash in your ash, <laughs> boom. A little ash in your ash. For sure. They did that to the dude who, I believe the guy who created High Times, uh, or was it Raw Rolling Papers? One of these huge companies that I forget because they told me that and I probably should remember, but I smoke marijuana sometimes. Yeah. Um, that they, they smoked the dude's ashes. Uh, my aunt's sister, she's by marriage, so of no oh. relation. Uh, she was a skydiver and one of her friends bounced as they call it. Like bounced off the ground. Yeah. And they cremated him and then they did, they put him in his coat, their Coke and did lines of it. I'm two things right now. One shock that without missing a beat, you one up to my smoking ash story. <laughs> I didn't mean to. No, no, no. It was the most amazing, <laughs> seamless. And then two, just the fact that you didn't even bat an eye when I said someone smoked someone's ashes. You were like, yep, totally normal. That's yeah. why I love comedians. Just like, sure. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, heard that. I, you have a story about smoking someone's ashes? So do I. No one else says, so do I. <laughs> I thought that was just the only one. You're like, nope, we also have an evil Knievel situation. Wow. That is what's weird about being entertainers. Like, have you ever told a story among straight people and then, like, you realize you're like, oh, this isn't normal. Right. Most places, you're like, oh. You're like, cool. So now it's weird? Yeah, so now so, so now I'm a criminal? Okay, Now sorry, I'm a guys. criminal because I told you guys how I flirted with a goat once drunk <laughs> in Kansas. Well, it was a long weekend and, and the people wanted to party with me after the show. Yeah, I drank a amaretto out of a girl's <laughs> vagina, but... And you were talking about how you went to the gynecologist. The story. Same thing. Same thing. How can you not see where I got that story? Her That's name a, was Amaretto. No. <laughs> it's just a, you know, consistent situation. I'm just trying to feed off what you're giving me here, sweetheart. Sweetheart, man. I was thinking about maybe, maybe going to a strip club this weekend. That's not my thing. No? No. I mean, I would go. It's fun to go with girls. That's what I'm saying. Like, just a group of girls and laugh. Yeah. That, I'm sure that's fun for you guys. I wish I, w I wish I would have stripped. I feel like it, the ship has sailed for sure. I don't think I can do it now. I think I have to put on, like, I'm a sure. shawl and No, I mean, you could do soundtrack. it for sure. I mean. Wear it like a, like a mom convention. I don't know. Like a bunch of women just in like this. Have you been to a strip club lately? They're not, not, not super lately. attractive. Really? Why? Are they, are they phasing out because of well, porn? This is what I've realized is like, especially in LA where the, they have the, like the bar, the burlesque bars for any, basically you can drink and see pasties or have juice and see real boobs in LA. What? Unless the laws That's have the changed. Rules? Unless the laws have changed. You can't get drunk and see titties? Mm-mm. <laughs> What kind of world do we live in? Unless the laws have changed. In LA, of all places, to be puritanical. I mean, yeah. it's not necessarily pur puritanical, but as far as strip clubs go, yeah, it's pretty ridiculous to just draw those lines. But the girls that dance in the pasty clubs, fucking smoking. Really? Yeah. So if you have limits, you get con you get like a nice bonus. Well, it's structure. like those girls can still call their dance. Ah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, I see. But the girl, you know, 
and there's some super hot girls at strip, especially in LA. There's a lot of broken. Yeah, dreams. there are. It's all. It's all there is. So, I mean, strippers and comedians are pretty similar. And usually run. I mean, I all the way coming up in Kansas City, like we were running with strippers. Just are you from? That's you, Casey. Are you from Kansas City? Yeah. That's so strange because they're making Kansas references. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, like because Craig, the owner, was fucking balls deep in strippers all the time especially at that time when he was like 40 something and still kicking it uh there were strippers at stanford's all the time we knew each other and like we'd go hang out and like i'd walk into a strip club with some with my buddies and i'd be like oh what's up steph you know (laughs) she's like here i'm diamond i'm like sorry she give you one of these (laughs) i love when the girls of the pasties can do this and then they spin around and they can make it go clockwise or counterclockwise. I'm not that kidding. Hurts. Oh gosh, jeepers! I was at a strip club one time, and the, and the girl knew me, and I knew her, and she was literally playing with herself while she was just like, "So, uh, you doing any shows this week?" Hey, how's just... the comedy going? <laughs> and my buddy's like, "This is the weirdest shit in the world right now. You're ruining it." <laughs> it is bizarre. I just think like. Just, just for a little fun, you know? Just, like, smoke a joint and go appreciate the performance. I think you can take something from each performance. But, again, I think it's different for women than it is for dudes. Like, yeah. if you girls go in there, the, the strippers know you're having a good time. Right, and we're not going to try and, like, fist them. Not that you would. No, yeah, exactly. There's, there's somewhat of a safety factor going on there. For sure, but, like, me and... Even if we just went in for shits and gigs... Shits and gigs! M- Four dudes walk into a strip club. They're like fucking pervs. They're like shit. Yeah. But then again, if you get into stripping and you're like, is it safe out there tonight? You know, you. I think you missed the whole point. But also, I think the point is <laughs> like, I mean, that's just walking into a forest soaked in honey, hoping you don't get eaten by a bear. <laughs> Bear's going to lick you, sweetheart. <laughs> it's at least going to come see what you're up to. It's going gonna, it's gonna to sniff you. You might get a little tongue in the bunk. <laughs> <laughs> for shits and gigs for shits and gigs a little tongue in the bung although i think i think if it gets in your bung it's gonna be like oh you know what that honey's weird yeah yeah bum honey that's good bum honey also playing ah, this yeah! <laughs> yay full circle <laughs> uh yeah but i and i also learned just never sit in the front row they call that perv row perv row yeah whoa which yeah, i never really sense. i never re- listen strippers when I was 18, we're cool. But then about the time I was 24, I was like, this is fucking weird. It is bizarre because it's a tra- It's before it's sex. It's a transaction. Yeah, for sure. That's it. It's not. She doesn't like you. And a lot of the times when I go to strip clubs, pretty much 98% of the time I've gone to strip clubs, it wasn't my idea. And I fought the idea. And so I'm just, I'm already not really wanting to be there. So if they've come up to me now, I'm annoyed. <laughs> They're like, hey, what's up? You want to buy me a drink? And, and I'm you're like, like, I don't want to be here. I yeah, I don't even want to be here. You're like a kid in a department store. You. You're like, God damn it. Can we leave now? <laughs> this is so boring and weird. So, and then they're like, and then once you realize you want to be here, then they want to talk to you more because yeah. they realize, oh, oh, you're not a creepo. Right. And you're like, then but they're I, like, can you, can you marry me? Yeah. Can you just buy me a drink so I don't have to talk to these yeah, guys? Yeah. They like, want you to take their time. Still no. Yeah. It's still, still the no. same thing. And so you're just sitting in the corner jerking off <laughs> by yourself. You're like, let me jerk off in the corner by myself. This one time I was at a strip club. I was sitting in the back. Again, I didn't want to be there, but the girl played. She came up to a Zeppelin song. Ooh, what I song? Was, That's pretty cool. Uh, I don't remember. Probably Heartbreaker. Houses of the Hori. <laughs> if we were lucky, it was 10 years gone, like eight <laughs> minutes. 
Heartbreaker's good. She came out and I was like, well, this girl gets two bucks just for song just selection. Just for song selection. So I went up there. I gave her two bucks. She grabbed my face and shoved it into her boobies and shook it. And I have never been more disgusted by boobs in my entire. I was just like, the fuck is like, I even gave her a look like the fuck is wrong with you. Yeah. You're like, I'm just trying to tip your musical. Yeah. Choice. Why are you? I don't want. Also, that's all that costs for her. I feel like. Also, that means I'm not special. No, you're not. So that means there have been a lot Neither of Neither are her faces. titties. Yeah. And I was just like. A like, $2 titty shake? Literally wiping stripper resin off my face. What does that smell like? I would imagine it smells it's good. It's like a hint of jasmine with a lot of sweat. Jasmine sweat. Yeah. Also at Coachella. More sweat jazz. <laughs> sweat jazz. More sweat. I mean, if we're going an order of ingredients, <laughs> definitely sweat jasmine. I worked at a strip club for a day as a server, as a waitress. Yeah. And the amount of prep those girls go through that I saw at this one particular club was unreal. They were lining their areolas. They were drawing areolas. <laughs> they like took makeup and went and did like contour to their titties. It was amazing. It was like this girl had an A cup, and after she was done with makeup, it was like a double D. I don't know how she did it. The contour was amazing. (laughs) I was like, dang, girl, you just made those 3D DDs. That was impressive. Not to mention all the Xanax you have to take just to get yourself into the mood. Jeez. Boy, am I glad my dad loved me. I remember when I was first starting to win comedy, I used to do this opening bit where I'd come up on stage and try to get everyone to get naked and I'd take off my shirt <laughs> and then I'd get up on a stool and do my impression of a greyhound because I was what? super skinny right oh my god and it it destroyed but there were definitely days where I didn't feel like going on stage and taking my shirt off and then you're like oh this is why strippers do drugs yes because not every day you want to take your you clothes off over in front that of strangers hump. yeah so you it's like it. I don't want to be here how about doing a line of blow oh all of a sudden I want to be here I'm way into this yes so yeah that's, that's when where I, the that's what I think it's where the strippers and comedians and porn stars as well sort of they just meet at the coke dealers <laughs> they meet <laughs> I've actually never done coke I did it once and That's I was it? and I was literally like this is this drug is making me feel how I want to make drug how I want drugs to not make me feel. Right. Like what? Just anxious and like mm. ah, and like lots of energy. Like that's kind of how I am normally. Yeah, you're normally like a high energy so, person. I like my drugs to be like, "Hey man, chill the fuck out." Yeah. Let's think about this. Me too. I like my drugs to just be like a pat in the back like, "You're okay." Yeah. Shh. I so, want my drugs to be like, "Shh, not." <laughs> like even when I do mushrooms, that initial like that when it kind of gets that adrenaline going, you're like, ah, and you start to clench up. Like, that's my least favorite part of it. Yeah. But you're like, I got to get through this to get to the fun part. Yeah. But there's just that moment where you're like, ah, I don't like this. <laughs> you're hulking out before yeah. the shroom, <laughs> before the shroom dust really kicks in. Right. You're, just like, you're ah, like, ooh, Hulk mad. <laughs> I can feel it through my veins. And then you're like, <laughs> <laughs> I still have yet to do shrooms, too. Oh, I've had... I've had an ounce in my safe for the longest time, and I just have doled them out. I just haven't found the time to do them lately. But yeah. I, I feel like I need to do them again just to like spark some creativity. Yeah, so like, do you have to plan it out? I mean, it's they say it's five hours, but it's seven, really, because you need to eat them. It takes an hour to kick in, right. and then it's five hours. Ah, And then it's another hour of like, I think I'm fine. Oh, wait, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had a bad trip on them? Yeah, but just I've realized that the only time I've had a bad trip was like I didn't do enough. Like I just had a, like me and my buddy had a couple and we were like, we'll split them. And it was just enough to like just do that. Stress you out. Part. Yeah. And like 
<laughs> I remember one time my uncle and I did them. And, <laughs> Your uncle and you did Shroom? And he hadn't done them in years. And I, he was like, well, I don't want to overdo it. I was like, yeah, but you also don't want to underdo it. Yeah, there's a sweet balance. Yeah, so, and... Yeah, we had a good time. That what was a what of... <laughs> did you and your uncle bond after? We were up in his cabin in Minnesota, and that was the plan. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I'd love to do mushrooms. Cause he's a big pothead. That's awesome. Uh, and so we went up there, and we ate them, and had a, just fucking sat by the campfire and tripped our balls off for That's five hours. That's the way to do it in yeah. nature. How long ago was that? That would have been... That would have been... Oh, seven, maybe. I'm glad it wasn't when you were like a small child and it turned out to be a really <laughs> awkward uncle story. Yeah, yeah I was like nine. <laughs> I was like nine. I had a really. I don't remember anything. He said they were mushrooms, but yeah. whatever. They were on a pizza. <laughs> and then he showed me his dungeon. <laughs> I was achy. I was, I was achy <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> oh, I pooped funny for a little bit. I pooped funny. <laughs> don't we all? I mean,. I mean, from time to time, yeah. for sure. I was going to tell you Especially that. Especially on the road. I pooped funny because of E. coli. Oh, of e. coli. Yeah. Now, is that a food thing or did you just not wash your hands after you wiped? It's it, it can be all of those things. Oh, okay. And it's hard to pinpoint where you get it from. There's so many ways to get it. Like, I Googled afterwards because I was like, what? I'm a demon. Like, what happened? I usually, I keep myself so clean, but Especially I Especially as many hands as we shake after shows. So many and shit. hands. And yeah. how many, you know, we lick things. The microphone yeah. is here. Like, For sure. There's a lot of amoebas in how your life. How many things are you licking? You don't ask questions. <laughs> okay. This, do you see your face up here? Do you see Chris Porter? No, <laughs> it's just is a very easy situation to get yourself in when you travel a lot sure and i just got back from japan and then i had to do a week of filming in tennessee and i just was like my whole core i was just in extreme pain okay and i went to the urgent care and the doctor you know did all the testing and i had to give a sample of pee mm -hmm. and then there's this thing i don't know if you've ever had this situation called a crap hat and it's basically the equivalent of giving a pee sample in that little um, thing that they give you for poop and oh, okay it looks like a top hat because if you flip it over the rim of the hat sits on the seat of the toilet oh okay and the oh so you don't have to, you don't have hat, to be like you sit you put that hat upside down put it in the toilet seat and it sits there and then you sit on it and you crap in it and I, you know, I had, I got stage fright and I couldn't do it because yeah. I'd never crapped in a hat yeah, before because sure. I love, I, you know, I'm a regular human being <laughs> and I haven't been to the second Kid Rock cruise. <laughs> so I come out with my pee sample, my empty crap hat. And I'm like, I tried to poop. It didn't work out. I farted in it. Maybe that's good enough. <laughs> and so I hand it to her and then she proceeds to tell me she's a fan. Hmm. <laughs> I got recognized after I handed my pee and poop sample. That's a tough one. <laughs> and then they had me take selfies. No. No. Crap, no. They had me take selfies and I put the crap hat on. You know, I was like, if we're here, you know what? I'm going to go all the way. I only, I only let out a little toot in it. Yeah. So I just put on the crap hat. We took selfies. They were amazing, you know? And and then I got E. coli. So that's what it takes to be a comedian, folks. <laughs> get E. coli on the road. You might get recognized. And then you still have to have your dignity to uh, deal with your health after taking pictures in the urgent care at Tennessee. The worst place I ever got recognized was in the elevator after I'd gotten bailed out of jail. 
Ah, oh, what what were you in jail for? Oh, a security guard got mad at me. That sounds like a missing detailed story. Basically, what happened was my. <laughs> Someone got mad at me. Okay, is it because you murdered somebody they knew? Basically, my cousin was showing me. We we're at this country bar, and you know, you know, the sconces. Oh yeah, fancy. Uh, but they had like a wooden one uh-huh. that held up a like a real rope. Oh, damn! And my my cousin's like, look how flimsy this sconce <laughs> is, and he knocks it over and he picks it back up. Next thing you know, we're surrounded by six security guards because we were like in a bar mall. Yeah, a bar mall. You know what I'm talking about? Those places where there's like eight bars yeah. in like a complex. Yep. And that, the bar mall had security. So the security's like, they're all around. It's like a Wednesday night and I know they're just bored. Right. Like there's just nothing going on because there's six of them. <laughs> and they're like, we think you guys need to leave. We think you're, we think, and they're pointing at my cousin. We think, we think he's a little drunk. And I go, no, oh man. No, he knocked a sconce over on purpose. I tried to explain the situation. And they're like, no, you need to go. And they put their hands on my cousin. And I was, I put my hands on the security guard going, no, man, fuck you. And I said that, but I had more to say. (laughs) And like, I was going to say, fuck you. You know, we're fine. You guys are just bored. But they didn't let me get that part out. And next thing I know, I'm like throwing security guards off me. And next thing I know, (laughs) there's like this big scuffle. And it's me on six. And... (laughs) Next thing I know, I'm on the ground, and I was like, "All right, you got me." And uh, with security cards. So and it's like so fucked up. So they got me for trespassing. So trespassing, I, right? After you, what is? How is that even a thing? You were there. You were. You were. You were a patron. Yeah. Well, they told because they told me to leave, and then 30 seconds later, I hadn't. So they called it trespassing. Oh, I mean, that's some bull. That's well, some security guard bullshit. And I, yeah, my lawyer got me out of it. Like there was literally no charge, no nothing. But I still had to go to jail, and so I was there for like three hours. <laughs> and the best part was I had a weed and pipe on me, and I they had me in cuffs. And I got the weed out of my pocket and kicked it under. Because I was in this room by, like, and they were, like, over here. And there was, like, a divider. So I got the weed out, and I'm trying <laughs> to get the pipe out. Oh, no. Or, no, I got the pipe out, and the weed was still in there. And they came back around. I was like, God damn it. And they pulled the weed out of my pocket, like, what's this? <laughs> like, they were fucking Columbo or some shit. <laughs> the commish. Yeah. <laughs> Easy chickless. <laughs> and uh, so I go to jail. I'm there for like three hours. My sister bails me out and I'm in, I'm in the elevator coming down and the guy's like, weren't you on last comic standing? And I'm wearing, they had ripped my shirt in the scuffle. So I'm wearing this like weird prison, like pullover. Oh, the old prison pullover. The old prison pullover. And it's like a crop top on top of it. (laughs) You look like you're about auditioning for Magic Mike. You're going to brace buck break out into a dance. So the guy asked, I had to sign I signed his release papers. He got, also got out of jail. He was getting out of jail at the same time and I signed his release papers. He's like, "Don't I know you from Last Convict Standing?" <laughs> Isn't that the show you were just on? <laughs> Did you get to keep your weed? Most important question. No, they took it. You know what? Where was this? Kansas City. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. makes sense. For sure. I'm not mad at Kansas City because that's just how Kansas City rolls. Yeah, and I so get I it. And so I walked away and everything's fine. But yeah, it was a, it was a weird evening. And then to top it off for a guy to be like, you're funny. God damn it. Like, yeah. You should have seen me. I was killing it with the, the mall security guards last night. Oh, bastards. 
with, shit. with feigned authority. The funniest part is the kid that was being the big dick about it, he ended up getting hit by a car. It, he lived. Aww. So which is which is why it's funny. <laughs> which is why it's that's funny. That's why it's funny. We're just kidding. That's, we yeah. don't want to we don't want to wish death on anybody. No, and he didn't die. So no. that's it's funny. It's fine. He's did, a cop now. How how do why did he get hit by a car? Do you know the story? Uh he was he was fucking with somebody else <laughs> and the guy pushed him into the street. <gasps> yeah. Dude. Yeah, it's like, hey man, if you're gonna start shit. Don't be, start no shit. There won't be on the be building no shit. side yeah. of the yeah. sidewalk. Don't be on. Don't be near incoming traffic. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> where are you at coming up? Uh, let's see. This week is the jukebox in Peoria. Yeah, Peoria, Indiana. Illinois. Illinois. Still. Yeah. Same thing. Uh, you, have you ever been there? I haven't. I actually. I think I flew. I stopped over in Peoria. I might have done a college there. There you go. Yeah. yeah there's no, there's, it's not like it's a hub for no. an airline. A lot of grass. Uh, the comedy club is across from a dirt racetrack. Perfect. And in between a transmission shop and a strip club. That's amazing. Yeah. I love clubs like that and towns like that. That's where you get real people. That's, that is where That's you where get the real, real people, are. people. Yeah. And the owner goes up first and does like 15, 20 minutes. Nice. And kind of berates the crowd. Oh, that's that's amazing. The owner does stand up. Yeah, he does some jokes, but it's more of like a one man show esque. Like he's not doing bits. He's just up there kind of opening the show. It's a, you know, it's more of a bo- It's like a sixties bohemian vibe. Vinny Brand does that. The Stress Factory. Yeah, but you know, Vinny's Brand, a comic. Yeah, he is a comic. But I no, always bust on his balls. I'm like, you're gonna go do a tight forty five before oh, the show, dude. Vin. Vin. <laughs> He does, right? And he's he, so funny. The best part is he tells you he's going to do 12. Yeah, he does. And he walks up and he's like, I remember the only time I worked his club was on a New Year's Eve. And he goes, all right, I'm going to go do a tight 12. And the, <laughs> as soon as he left, the feature, the feature act goes, I've never seen Vinny do a tight 12. Never. And he, he went doesn't up there even and get did, to the announcements he, on a tight 12. <laughs> <laughs> he's still telling you about tipping your waitresses at 11 minutes. Oh. You're like, what is going on? Have you ever done New Year's Eve there? Not there, no. He, I don't know if they I still do it this imagine. way, but the year I did it, he goes, we do it differently here. I go up and do 20. The feature goes up. Then we do the countdown. And then you go up and do what? an hour. No. Yes. After the countdown? After the countdown. Oh, that's a nightmare. And I was like, Vinny, no. And he was like, we do it every year. It works. And I was like, no, there's that's no like way an it works. And it was an hour of me fighting this drunk chick. Oh. And she was such, she was there with like some well-to-do family and wherever the fuck that is yeah and new uh, brunswick new brunswick and like this family came to new year's eve every year oh boy and they sat up front and they were like and this chick was like a friend of the family oh, and geez. she was such a nightmare that she kind of got expelled from ever hanging out with the family again <laughs> that's good though yeah there's never a breakthrough without a breakdown that's you just sometimes you you know in comedians sometimes we break up marriages or we fix them yep. or we get rid of your shitty friends for sure by and pointing out their flaws or we just let them do it yeah or we just let them do you're it like oh you're just gonna be a complete asshole awesome i'll continue. just sit back please continue <laughs> and i don't know what it is because i love women i love men i love all people yeah. except for assholes and it tends to be i don't know if you find this on the road but 95.99 percent of hecklers are women for yep. me. Uh, no, I got about a 50-50. Wow. Yeah, a lot of dudes. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. And it, it's Most not... Most comics I talk to have mainly women. No, I have a lot of dudes, uh, mainly because they... 
My heckles with the dudes are mainly they get really excited. Yeah. So it's like, is it like encouraging heckles? Sometimes it's like a yeah, or they'll just try to yell out a tag or something. (laughs) And every time, and I do this thing now where I just, I let it sit there. And then I just go, you thought that was going to be really funny, didn't you? (laughs) I go, you "You thought, I go, you're in your mind. You said that we laughed so hard that I bring you up here for a second round of applause. (laughs) And a bow, and then we all carry you out on your shoulders. But what actually happened was what just happened, and now it's really hot in here, isn't it? Now your underarms are soaked, aren't oh, they? Oh, man. You're isn't it un- amazing how fast the sweat glands kick in? Dude, it's, and it's just drenching you right yeah, now. Yeah, it's drenching you. Do you feel all the, the under armor in the world will not save you will right not. now. You smell now, too. <laughs> you smell. You're not funny. See how your date just moved away from you? Yeah. And imagine doing that over and over and over for four or five years before you start to get funny. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome comedy. to comedy. <laughs> So go back to your coworkers and tell you that you're only funny at the fucking holiday party. <laughs> and also, no, I won't come to your work because no, I won't have a new hour. <laughs> oh, the ins and outs of this. It's so fun, though. It's, it's, it's the most fun. It's the greatest job in the world. So you're going to be in Peoria, in Illinois. Peoria, Illinois. 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 I say Illinois. Hotlanta, Ooh. the punchline. Oh, fun. Did they reopen? It's been open for a while. It's uh, it's adjacent to a diner. I mean, that's perfect setup right that there. That I'm pretty sure is run by the mob. Oh, yeah. Like... The Atlanta mob. I was there during March Madness, which mm-hmm. I will be again. Uh, but KU was playing, and I was watching the game, and I was very involved. And the waiter was a 50-year-old, bald, white guy uh-huh. that looked like he'd probably fuck some people up in his life. Nice. And he looked at the TV. He goes, yeah, I got $1,000 on this game. And he said it. Like a thousand, like, I don't know. Most diner wait staff would have said that. Like I got a thousand dollars on this game. Yeah. He, he didn't seem to care <laughs> about the thousand dollars. I was like, there's no way this is your only gig. No, there's no way. Cause there's no way you're pulling that kind of money. No serving uh, uh, sunny side up. Yeah. And the, and the guy at the, the guy that's seating people like just looks like the, like the big bad dude from the wire, Yeah, like the Greek. Or yeah. whatever. Yeah. It was just like you're just sitting there. It's just there a like, front. For sure. Yeah, it's just a laundering situation. How has this place not been shut down? Yeah, it's the Ozarks of Atlanta. There's a $100 bill in my Benedict. <laughs> oh, man. That's delicious. I love that <laughs> That's sauce. <what> <laughs> That's the best sauce when it comes to $100 bills. Man, it will stop you up, though, if you don't see it. Man, you ever pooped 100 it, It'll bind you up a little bit. Maybe that's why I couldn't crap in the hat. <laughs> Because I'm filled with $100 bills. <laughs> Where can my people find you, Porter? Uh, I am Chris Porter is my handle. And then Chris Porter Comedy is my website. Nice. Yeah. You podcast? You podcast? I don't have a podcast. That's all right. You don't need one. I feel like when I missed the boat. You, you didn't miss the boat. I feel Oh, and I got a new special coming out April oh, 16th. Nice. What's it called? A Man from Kansas. Nice. And you can find it everywhere but Netflix. <laughs> promote it it's everywhere but netflix yeah except the easiest place yeah you can find it everywhere because i'm a middle-aged white dude (laughs) not named seinfeld chris border everybody thank you thanks thank you (laughs) 
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.